under your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Hello, and welcome to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. The Joey Clark Radio Hour. It's the best hour of the day. It's humbly named. I'm not putting my name on anything in order to, you know, massage my ego or anything like that. The Joey Clark Radio Hour. Exactly. That's just what it is. And people are like, what do you talk about? And, And Well, I'll talk about anything. I'll talk about politics and the news as much as I can stand it. I will, uh, I'll talk about, like, parenting and dating and sex and relationships. I'll talk about movies and music and okay, everything under the sun. parenting and relationships, but not sex. No, not tonight. <laughs> I don't feel comfortable talking about that with you, Charlotte. Um, my Same guest here. this evening is uh, Charlotte Meadows. Um, and I think a good way to set the table here, Charlotte, is... So just let folks know, I'll start with a question. How long, when did you first meet and become friends with my mother? Oh, goodness. Uh, we were in middle school. She was at Georgia Washington, and I was at Goodwin. Wow. Um, and so then we got to be better friends in high school. We both graduated from JD Yeah. 1980. And then we went to Auburn um, and were at Auburn together. She actually lived across the street from the guy I was dating. So she had some roommates, he had some roommates, they had block parties, um, so we were, and the summer between, you may not know this, I don't know if you know this, but the summer between our freshman and sophomore years, a bunch of us here in Montgomery had this this Bible study group that met at my house called Summer Sun, S-O-N, okay. and your mom and dad were both attending, and that's really when your dad first kind of noticed your mom, because in high school, they went to high school together, but right. he, he was a jock and she was a brainiac. Um, so they didn't really hang out very He said much. he only remembered her because she, she was the weird chick with the orange Carmen Ghia. <laughs> he remembered her that way. Okay, well, she was much more special than that. But um, <laughs> No, of course. Yeah, of course she was. When he, when he came to realize that. Anyway, but then they started dating after that. I mean, I don't... I don't know that it got real serious right away, but they no, got married right after we graduated from from college. You do know the story, um, I hope, is that when he invited her to go on their first date, he invited her to an Auburn football game. My dad asked my mom, do you want to go to a game? And when he picked her up at her apartment, she said, where's everybody else? Right. She didn't realize they were on a date. Yeah, I've heard the story. <laughs> thought it was a group thing. She thought it was a group thing because everything they'd done before that right. had been with a group. And, I mean, that was, yeah, that's so, your mom. Well, so the point of bringing this up is that, number one, it is Mother's Day, and I can't help but think about my mom. But just also, you've known me before I could really even know anything. You know, Joey, when Alan, my husband and I were first married, we lived in Mobile, and your mom was working for Liberty 
Mutual Liberty National something doing workers' comp claims. Of yeah. course, she was a nurse, and so she was traveling. And she'd come to Mobile, and Alan was on call every third night. And she would occasion. I mean, when she would come and have to stay down there, she'd stay with us. So I remember real well. I mean, just such fun times. Absolutely. We the two of us would go out. We'd be you know young newlywed couple. I mean, but it'd just be two girls, and we'd be like out on the town, and we thought we were so sharp and cool and. Anyway, I still miss her every oh, day. You just don't know. I do, know. too. And it's sometimes you get those you know, moments where you're like, what would mom think about? Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's not as... And time does help. For anybody out there who's had a, a tragic loss, a parent, a child, anything, a good friend, it gets better with time. It really is. It's tough around holidays, like Mother's Day's coming up and Christmas and stuff. But... Uh, it, it does get better with time. The the good stuff starts to yeah, marinate more. And the, the first year or so, I really had rough. a hard time remembering the good stuff. It's rough. Um, um, yeah. It was very difficult. And I just, you know, her, the end was so hard on her yeah. and, and, and all of us, I think. And That's where I, it kind of, it grounded me. Like when I uh, saw that Joe Biden, his son, died of the same type of brain cancer. Yeah. I saw people posting on the Book of Faces and all over social media. You know, just the usual political, excuse me, crap of, you know, let's take a shot at Joe Biden. And uh, I took a moment to say, y'all need to know what you're talking about. Right. Uh, I can't imagine what that man's going through. Um, Now, that doesn't mean you can't criticize Joe Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. It's a lot of fun. I mean, my goodness, that name, I guess the Biden family thought was so good. Let's give it to another person. <laughs> the middle name Robinette. <laughs> well, uh, it is a, it is going to be a good Mother's Day weekend for a lot of people. But for a lot of people, it's it's a very difficult time. I mean, it is. I thank God that my mother's still here and um, yeah. <laughs> get to see her pretty regularly and tra- treasure and cherish the times that I have. and. Well, I think we've actually gotten closer um, as I've got. I know we've gotten closer as I've gotten older. Absolutely, and you know, and that's the cool thing too. I can say I've uh, with. I mean, generally with folks I knew as a kid, I, it's nice to come back as now thirty years old. It's weird. It is weird. I'm, my, I'm getting older. I don't feel like I'm growing up necessarily. I'm trying. I'm, I'm working on some things, taking some more responsibilities. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good with time, yeah. and you can understand. And that's one thing people tell me, especially once you become a parent, you're like, oh, that's why mom and dad did that. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that, what they were trying it to say. It was interesting, and I guess we'll get to our subject here oh, in a minute, sure. but yeah. it was interesting hearing you talk last night about your parents and how they didn't really, you know, tell you to do certain things. And I was thinking when I heard you say that, I thought, oh, Joey, you just don't know. Your mom was praying. And cool. you have turned out so nicely. And oh, thank you. she would... She would want you to have some significant people in your life, like a wife and children. So I'll just put a plug in for that. But um, she would be so proud of you. Oh, thank you for saying that. Um, thank you for saying that. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough though. I, I think about having a wife and children, and it doesn't necessarily. It's not like it scares me or something. But I don't want to be the guy who's like pining and looking for it and no, all this when, stuff. No, but when, when you meet the right person, I think you'll know. And that's. Right. I mean, when Daniel met. His wife, Raina, who's just my precious daughter-in-law, uh, right? Had you not met her before? No, I met her. She's you precious. were so generous. You threw my brother and his f- awesome fiance, Carol, Lady Caroline. Wonderful. Um, a, a wedding shower. Perfect recently. thing for he. She's the perfect person for Will, and I'm. 
Yeah, oh, she's great. We've, I've enjoyed getting to know Carolina. Oh, I've, I've told them don't mess this up, you man. Know, when Daniel first met Raina, it wasn't too many weeks before he called me and said, I think you might ought to come over here and take some, me and some people to dinner. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, you mean during the week, like on a Monday night? Yeah. yeah, I think you probably need to meet somebody. I'm like, okay, I can do that. And sure enough, it was this lovely young lady that he went out with once or twice at that point. Doesn't he knew. I mean, he knew. I, I've only just met her. She's incredibly beautiful. And she's also, like, she... Some people can be shy. I tend... I, you know, despite being on the radio, in person, I'm very reserved. And uh, she was very over... Like, just ebullient, if that's the correct word. Wow, like that, she, is, that is a good word. Um, yeah, very outgoing. Um, Some people might we need to look it up in the dictionary. It's yeah. E-B-U-L something. something like if, that. If, don't ask me to spell. Anyway, I'm, I'm an intuitive learner. <laughs> like I don't, I don't actually know the rules of grammar. I just slowly got it by trying. But that's part of what we're talking about tonight. Um, that well, number one, we have this long history, uh, but it does play into many of our topics because I mean, you just told the history of, of you and my mother. I mean, you've been here in Montgomery in this area for. I mean, you said you were in Mobile for a little while, but we most of your life? We lived there for three years, but I grew up in Montgomery, and then when my husband and I got married, we moved to Mobile for three years, and then Denver for two. Moved back here in 1991, so um, Dodge was two, and Daniel was about seven months at the time, and so we've lived here ever since. So out of my 57 years, I've lived in Alabama for all but uh, five of those years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've lived in Montgomery for about 44 years of my life. So as a child and as an adult, and I guess I'll grow old here. Well, and it's undeniable. <laughs> no problem with that. Well, and I want to, I mean, that's why I'm doing some of the things I'm doing is I want to see Montgomery the best right. it can be. Right. And I was about to say, it's undeniable that one of your uh, clear passions is Education it has been for a long time. As I the political bug bit me, uh, I realized, oh man, you're actually you know I can sit and theorize and be idealistic about it and all this stuff. Sit in my ivory tower or here in my radio studio, which isn't exactly <laughs> an ivory. Say, I'm tower. not sure this is an ivory tower. This is a very humble perch, Charlotte. Um, but you have been actually trying to you know get your arms around these issues, like with public education here in Montgomery. And so I love part of what we can talk about tonight is the success uh, and I hope more and more success going forward with this new charter school lead academy. You know, Joey, it's been really just a, a huge answer to prayer. Um, God put this on our hearts a couple of years ago, and we are now beginning to see that God is bringing it to fruition, and it will be a reality here in a couple of months. But even just this next week, and that's really why I wanted to come on the air this week was um, we're closing our registration tomorrow night. So any any parents who have students who are thinking they might be interested, at this point they have nothing to lose to right. sign up. Go to leadacademyal.org, and you know, there's a student registration button at the top. You click. It's real simple. Um, but after tomorrow night, we will know how many students we have that are applied, that have interested, uh, expressed interest, and we'll basically have to go to a, a basic straight lottery to right. pull the names of people who are interested. And then you'll get an email from us um, next week saying your child was selected, and then you have to decide. So if you're not sure right now, this minute, that you want to do that, 
that's fine. You don't have to commit to something. But after you know Monday, Tuesday next week, we'll be asking parents to commit. So they have a couple of days still to think about it. Well, for folks out there who aren't who have children in the public system right now, and they're not, they haven't ever heard of this. I I hope this isn't the case. But if they haven't heard of Lead Academy, what is going to be sort of the general approach? Well, this is a public charter school, so it's just a, a different option than other schools in Montgomery. It's free to anybody who wants to come. Of course, it'll have the usual, you know, you have to pay for your lunch, breakfast, that type of fee things. But And we also are not offering transportation. So, But other than that, it's very similar to your public schools, except for the fact that our school is going to be run by a board, of which I'm the board chairman. We have hired our principal, and we are going to be hiring teachers imminently and we can talk about that in just a minute but this school is going to be focused on high expectations for everybody the children the teachers the parents and the board to make everybody work together to do one thing and that's to help every child succeed absolutely and from talking to the parents that we've had in our parent meetings that's what all parents want they all want the same thing for their children that's for them to have the best opportunity to be successful in life and that looks different to every single family And what I tell the parents is, you know, we want to reinforce the things that you're teaching at home. So another aspect of what we're doing, our focus is on streams, which is science, technology, reading, engineering, arts, and math. But the S on the end stands for social-emotional learning. Mm. And that's where we really want to make sure that the students, as they go through kindergarten through 12th grade, they learn those soft skills that help them become you know, respectful and respecting adults that are good members of society. Well, and I have to say, the most dangerous age, Some, and sometimes I mean that literally, uh, but especially with young men, um, is that teenage years, early 20s, and if you don't have that stable environment or grounding. some model right. Right. grounding, um, the it, really bad things can happen. I mean, it, sometimes it could be like, oh, I, I messed around, I, I broke some of the rules. Sometimes it could be very tragic. I know my kids broke some of the rules, but... Yeah, I did too. Who didn't? We all did, um, but... But if you're grounded... Right, then you usually have a base to go back to, and, you know, you, you know, pay for your sins in whatever way, and get back on track, and, I mean, that's where so many, um, I mean, that's where so many young people now, they for some reason or another, do not become engaged in their education starting in about fifth or sixth grade. And, I mean, I could have a theory on some of that reasons why. My personal theory is that they really haven't learned how to read, Hmm. so they're not learning anything in school because they can't read. And, you know, if you can't read by third grade, you're not going to learn. Well, and then along with the, the social stigma of not being able to do it. Right. So they're embarrassed to admit that they don't know how to do something. Um, anyway, so there's a lot of reasons that, but we've got to be able to engage kids in their education. Yes. And if we don't do that in those early years, you know, kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade, then by the time they're in middle school, they've checked out. And that causes them to move into more of a life of problems and troubles and eventually crime. Um, and then we have escalation of crime in the in the community. Well, and, and I mean, you can then take the economic angle where if you're trying to attract good businesses, all different types of people from around the country, you don't have a good school system. Right. Uh, then people are going to look elsewhere. So that is one reason why we feel like new Lead Academy is something that should be an answer to prayer for Montgomery. Absolutely. And that's what I'm hoping to produce is a school that will help business community feel like this is a hope that we have for the future. It won't always be the way it is right now. Change is coming. And not only that, 
once we show that we can do this with the same kids, same resources, because our budget will be basically the same as what every other school in Montgomery gets from the State Department and the federal government, um, if we can do it, the public schools can do it. Yes. And then I would hope that the pressure would build for the public schools to do it and to accept no more excuses. So if there are parents out there listening... Uh, and they're, maybe their child's in public school right now, and they're interested in this. You're starting with the early grades, right? Right. And then we're starting it. with kindergarten through fifth grade. Each year we'll grow a grade. So the next year we'll have sixth grade, so our fifth graders will move up. The following year we'll start seventh and ninth grade. And I tell people it's not because we don't like eighth graders. It's because we're trying to get into the high school years as quick as possible. Okay. So then the following year we'll add eighth and tenth grade, which means we'll have filled out our middle school and have two grades of high school by the end of four years. Wonderful. So, And then, of course, we'll add 11th grade and then 12th grade the, the following two years. So, folks, if you're out there listening you have not done this and you're interested, and you don't even, it's not necessarily a commitment yet, right? Either. Right. We are, I mean, we're going to the selection process next week, um, but, but really the deadline for people to express interest is tomorrow night. May the 10th. Yes. Right, May the 10th. May the 10th be with you. No, <laughs> that was the 4th. Um, so that's, you know, there's obviously a lot we haven't talked about that parents might be interested in. You know, we're going to have a 24 to 1 student-teacher ratio in each class, but we also expect to have, have a guidance counselor, assistant principal, librarian, you know, school nurse, all the typical things that your regular elementary school has. Um, we'll start offering sports once our students are in middle school, so that will be the following year. Um, we'll have a playground PE and that type of thing. School starts at 7:15 for breakfast with uh, oh, wow. classes at 7:45 okay. and ending at 3:10. Uh, um, so we'll have a you know regular school day just like every other school. We provide uh, school nutrition, breakfast and lunches. That's something we're working on now. Absolutely. So you know, when you think about a school, this is a school where actually parents will have did I already mention that we need our parents to make a commitment to give us two hours a month? Did I mention that? No, okay, not good. yet. So that's something that we really want parent involvement, and we're going to request all of our parents to, to donate two hours of time each month, so 20 hours a year per family. They can split it up amongst whoever in the family they want to have it shared by. But And because we're not offering transportation, that's also some buy-in from parents. They'll have Absolutely. to be able to get their child, their child to the school. Well, and with that early, I think there's time to do that and get well, to work. And it depends, obviously, on somebody's schedule. schedule. But, but, I mean, someone asked me the other day if we're going to offer... We are planning to do some after-school programming until 4 o'clock, and then we'll, you know, if parents need it, which we'll know that in the next couple of weeks, we'll offer some daycare-type programs from 4 to 6. Wonderful. So the, the cutoff for registering to get into the lottery right. is tomorrow, May the 10th, uh, Friday. And then after that is closed, you will move to the lottery. And there's uh, you don't have to be in Montgomery County, right, in order to well, get in. But you don't have to, but the priority for the lottery to begin with is Montgomery County. Okay. So we will have to fill the needs from people who live in Montgomery County first. And then if there's still open availability for any particular grade or spot, uh, we could go to whatever other county. And go. then you're also trying to keep families together. So That's another thing that, yes, we are. Um, when we run the lottery, I talked to the gentleman who's putting together the program, and I was like, so the other thing, other than just straight numbers, is we want to keep, you know, if a fifth grade 
sibling gets, the fifth grader gets picked and they have a sibling in third and first grade, then we would just automatically pick the third and first grader. So families will stay together. Well, and I think that's smart. <laughs> that's well, a good thing to do. Obviously, we want the parent involvement. How involved can you expect a parent to be if they're running all over the place trying to figure out the schedules for two or three different kids? Exactly. Well, that makes a and lot of sense. We know that the older parents, I mean, the older kids of older, hold on, parents of older kids won't be in our school. Right. But to the extent that we're offering the grades that, you know, kids can be in and parents want to, then that's something that we intend to do. Well, and for folks who don't know, where is this uh, new school, Lead Academy, located? Oh, that's a great question. I'm sorry I didn't mention that already. Um, it's not far from here. It's on the Eastern Bypass at Vaughn Road. Okay. So for people who have been in Montgomery for a long time, it's um, the old South Trust Bank building, or even oh, wow. before that, it was the Algernon Blair building. Um, Mr. Rod Frazier is the owner, and he has been an incredible benefactor to the school, is... Um, paying for some massive renovations on the inside right now and we have signed a lease that we will be you know moving into the school the first of august wonderful Um, so it's there's a lot of work there to be done there's a lot of work still for us to be done with the principal and the teachers and the curriculum and student scheduling and all the stuff that goes along with the new school um which you know i'm just i'm very happy that we've hired our principal so she's very energetic and um very much looking forward to starting. And she was at Park Crossing she before. Currently, is still the principal at Park Crossing. Okay, she's going to be there through the end of the school year, and then we'll start with us the end of the month. Wonderful, wonderful. And again, folks, go to leadacademyal.org if you want to get a student registered and put into the lottery, or if you're a teacher. That's correct. We are looking for great teachers who care about kids. Um, Kindergarten through fifth grade is what we're hiring for right now. We will hire 17 teachers in the next few weeks, hopefully. Um, An assistant principal, a librarian, a special ed teacher, a counselor. I mean, there's everything that you need in a school. We need one of them. A lot of job opportunities. Um, Lots of job opportunities. And probably the, I mean, and we're hoping to have a, um, like a job fair at the school in a couple of weeks. Um, haven't set a date for that yet, but hopefully it'll be like... The problem is you know, most teachers are still teaching, and once they finish, they're on vacation. So we're going to have to find a good time to do that. But sure, the you know, happy to um, accept applications on our website. It's also for people who are in, already in the education system. The job postings are on the Teach in Alabama site. So people that know how to get into that system can look at the job requirements and the postings and and then apply there. Wonderful. I mean, opportunities all around. Opportunities all around. And we got to hit a break here in just a moment. Before I, we do that, um, I want to ask you a very general question, kind of back to your own history and biography, and particularly your passion. What made you... What, why? I've known you for so long. Why education? You know, why education? You know, there's several reasons for it, but, you know, I... Started out when we start moved back to Montgomery. Alan and I started his medical practice, yeah. and he was doing the back office medical side, and I did all the front office side. And I remember real clearly one time we were hiring, really a just above minimum wage front office position, somebody who really just needed a high school diploma. Um, and I got 150 resumes because we advertised in the Montgomery Advertiser. There's a plug for the advertiser. But then I got all these resumes and started looking through them, and the, I mean there was a ton of high school diplomas from our public traditional schools and so many of them had resumes with misspelled words and things like that and mm. I was just so 
discouraged. Um, and that was one reason. I, I mean, this would have been back in probably 2000. Um, and it was very frustrating because I yeah. thought, are we not graduating kids who can get a job working in a, just an office setting? You know, who can come in and, you know, write and type or... Anyway. Well, and it's frustrating because people might mean well, but they're just, you know, come on, you got you can't have typos on your resume. Right, and that's just so basic. Yeah. So that's that was one thing I thought, we've got to do better. And then, you know, my students, my children, my Dodge Daniel, Melanie Beth, um, transferred into the magnet system. And I felt like they got a really good education. Some teachers were better than others, but just overall, it was really good education. Um, but... I felt like the teachers did not have their voices heard. Hmm. And um, there was a couple of different situations where a teacher was not um, able to get from the administration, more from the central office necessarily than the school administration, what they needed. And I, at one point, wrote an email to somebody in the central office who was the IT person, and literally within the day... They had done what I asked them to do because I pointed out, okay, this teacher really needs this resource. You know, we're in high school. If we can't have it, then what's the point of having this class? Right. It was actually internet. I mean, oh, they wow. had completely shut out the internet to the air and space class. Yeah, and, that's a bit of a problem. And I was like, okay, my ninth grader doesn't really know how to use the internet as well as I would like for him to. Um, and I want the teacher to be able to teach how to use the internet appropriately. And anyway, I made a good argument for it, and the internet coordinator person opened it back up for the class. And I don't know that I necessarily changed the policy for the whole school system. We definitely got internet back into that class for the rest of the school year. And, you know, those are just things that kind of I taught. It, it showed me that one voice really can make a difference. Sure. Oh, I love that it came out of just being, and I don't mean just in a, a, a you know, deny how important it is, but just being a parent right. and going after the parent, problems. And I was good friends with this teacher, and he expressed to me his frustration. Just as a friend, he was telling me, I'm really not happy about And I was like, well, that's ridiculous. So anyway, just sometimes you have to approach a problem from a different angle. Yeah. And the person that heard my problem as a parent who thought it was important made more of a difference. And I, I did think that was ridiculous, but that's another reason why I got involved in education is to represent teachers' voices. Well, and I, I wonder if you look back to that moment, do you think you'd be, like, could you imagine where you are now? No, never, <laughs> no. All the good and the bad. I never would have thought I would be in a position of helping to start a charter school. So right. it's, a, I think it's a really significant time in history for Montgomery to have this opportunity and I am committed to making it successful. Wonderful. Well, we got to hit this break. Arlette, again folks, we're talking to Charlotte Meadows here. Um, she is, well now um, you said you're the head of the board? I'm the board chairman. Board chairman. I'm terrible with titles. Board chairman at Lead Academy. A new charter school, public charter school opening up. You can Get your kid registered. The cutoff date is May the 10th to get registered for the lottery. You can go to leadacademyal.org. We're plenty of job opportunities going on uh, there. And also, you're doing something else as well. We haven't even touched we'll on We'll get to that after the break, Joey. After I'm, the I'm, break. You're making me nervous that you're missing your break. Well, no, I'm not missing anything. I only go. have, on this show, Charlotte, There's I only have one break. break. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's making me nervous that you haven't gone to it. It's after quarter. Oh, no, on this show, we like to talk. <laughs> 
good. Do you want me, do you want me to say what I'm do- doing also? No, we'll get we'll to get it to after it. the okay. break. And, and most importantly, um, with Mother's Day coming up, it's good to talk to somebody who actually knew my mom as, as well as you did and, uh, and do. So We can talk about her some more after the break. Too. Absolutely. Well, you're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. We'll be right back. Joey Clark. Welcome back to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. On the show tonight, longtime friend. Well, it, and it's not even, friend is not the word, because we're friends, I'm but... I'm almost like your mother, Joey. Yeah, Just like a second minute. mom. I changed your diaper. Right, you've known me for 30 years because I am 30 years old. <laughs> so, you know, you and Dodge have, are about three and a half, yeah, four and a half months apart. Yeah. I mean, I remember when he was first born, he was little bitty. And you were, so, I mean, you were twice his size when you were oh four months my. old. Now he's bigger than me. I mean, right. Now he's bigger than you. And y'all were laying on a pallet together. Um, your mom, I mean, it seems like this was maybe at my parents' house one time. But anyway, we had y'all on a, people don't even know what pallets are anymore. But I mean, it was a blanket on the floor with soft stuff underneath it. And um, I still remember that. Yeah. Pic- I've got that picture in my head every time I see you and you're just, Two feet long. I mean, maybe, maybe bigger. And Dodge was like half that size. Yeah, he's changed a lot, and you have too. Oh yes, yes. Uh, I mean, I'd like to say it's all for the better, but I've got some problems too. But I'm working on them. You know, I'm working on Joey. Them. Your mother taught me so much. I mean, she was such a dear friend. Um, and every time, still to this day, when I'm doing any kind of event or party at the house, and you know, I like to entertain, but it's always. Towards the end, it gets a little stressful, that last hour before the party starts. And I still, every time I do something, I remember Carol saying, okay, we're going to plan it so that the last hour we have a chance to go drink a glass of wine and put our feet up. (laughs) I'm thinking, yeah. (laughs) How many times did that actually happen? It actually did happen a few times. Yeah, why wouldn't she do that for family trips? It's like I said last night. (laughs) It's like she would plan so much and stress herself out. It's funny now looking back, but it's, uh, yeah. And, I mean, the fact that where we were living is literally a baseball throw. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So she would be over there all the time. Um, I don't think folks understand. I don't want to get into it all tonight because I I don't want to start crying here on air of how much you helped, uh, how much you have been a a rock uh, for a lot of us. So thank you for that. And uh, that's all I'm going to say because I'm about to start crying. So... Not only are you the chairman of LEAD Academy, the board there, you are now running for the State House. State House District 74. Um, very and, sadly, Mr. Police yeah. died um, the, towards the end of March, and of course the governor called a special session. So, um, Joey, you probably remember back in 2013, I ran for that seat yes. and yeah. got in the runoff against, Mr., against Dimitri, and of course he was very great public servant with a great reputation and he won and has done a great job in the legislature for the last six years but i had had it on my heart that um i might run again in the future and don't tell my parents i said that although i think they're listening my mom (laughs) said to tell you you're doing a good job but anyway this is something that when it came up 
Alan and I prayed about it, and I said, you know, can I do this and do the school at the same time? And that was really the biggest question in my mind, because I knew I could do one job or the other, but whether or not I could do both efficiently and effectively and still not completely ignore my family, um, which obviously I've got a very close family. You know that. And, right. But Melanie Best's wedding had happened the week before that, so that was behind me. Um, you know, Daniel and Raina don't live in Montgomery, and Dodge moved out earlier this year. So it's just me and Alan at home, no pets. Right. I haven't adopted a dog like some of my friends have recently. <laughs> um, and so I decided, you know, if I can make it work, then I'll I'll work I'll do both. And I actually asked the ethics commission for an opinion on it, and I got an answer back a couple of weeks ago that they said, uh, "Thank you for your patience." And yes, we think that you can do both um, from a legal ethical standpoint. You'll just need to be careful if you're elected as to what you vote on and you know what the issues are that might come before the legislature that would have a possible impact on right. a charter school. So right, possible conflicts and whatnot. But, I mean, that would be, if you were to be elected um, in District 74 to the State House, that obviously, we talked about just before the break, your passion is education. That would come up. And I'd imagine also your experience. Obviously, it would. And, I mean, most most legislators do something else. I mean, there's dentists, there's doctors, there's insurance brokers, there's morticians. And legislation comes up about all those different things from time to time. So... I would either have to recuse myself on a specific vote about a charter school, possibly, but maybe not. It could be a policy issue that would be irrelevant to my school. Right, right. And, um, well, and I imagine your experience having uh, been involved with education policy now for how long have you? would you say you've been kind of officially involved in the political side of education? Well, I was on the school board from 2006 to 2012, so if you go back that far, you know, about 14, 13, 14 years. And that, that experience more, can be brought to bear. Right. And, more on the policy side more recent years. Okay. And that's something that, you know, at this point in time in Alabama, the charter school law passed in March of 2015. We've got two schools that are already started and three more this fall, so there's a possibility of more to come. Um, but even more importantly than that, there's a definite need for better education in Alabama. Um, and I don't know if you even saw the news today, but uh, Senator Marsh was supposed to drop a bill today that Governor Ivey is hugely supportive of, um, where it takes the state school board out of the hands of an elected position and puts them underneath the, the governor. And so and they're appointed by the governor. They would be appointed by the governor. And confirmed the Senate would have the, Senate. the advising consent right. thing. Um, and, you know, we could discuss the merits of that legislation, haven't read it yet, but it does seem like the governor is trying to make some really bold stands to say we've got to do better in education. Right. And when you look at the NAEP scores and you look at the, we were just talking about ACT scores here in Montgomery, and, yeah. you know, the but the main thing is that if kids can't read, they can't finish high school and go get a regular job. Right. I mean, we're, we're dooming them to... Um, a minimum wage job with with no benefits pretty much forever and that is not acceptable and that does not bring success to a child who wants to grow up to become an adult who's a contributing member of society exactly exactly um now is there outside of education i mean what is your political kind of experience to give people some of the history i mean have you always been a let's say a lifelong republican I think I probably have. I think my my first vote in 1980 was for Ronald Reagan as president. So I guess that's probably oh, that's a good pretty life, lifelong. You know who my choice was? My first federal election? Who? 
John McCain and Barack Obama. That was your choice. It was 2008. And it was, I think I voted for McCain, but it was, well, I I wasn't, I wasn't an enthusiastic vote. McCain would have been a hard person to be a really enthusiastic voter. Right, especially, and that was before I became, like, very vested in my ideas. And and so, looking back now, I kind of want to just, you should have passed and voted down the ballot and avoided that part of it. I mean, you, but, you know, you tend to always vote the top of the ballot and then go down. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've been involved in some Republican politics for a while now. Um, I mean, of course, when I ran for school board, I ran as a Republican. I really don't think that position should be partisan. I but agree. that's just my, my opinion. Um, I've been involved in the county executive committee and the state executive committee for about eight years now. Seems like that. Yeah, maybe that. No, maybe not that long. But anyway, for a couple of terms. Um, have been in, very involved in some political elections around the state and sure. um, somewhat around the country. So I work, have supported several people running for school board here in Montgomery, but I've also worked on some other campaigns, um, just volunteered for some other campaigns. also went to Florida in 2016 to campaign for Trump. Okay. And not that I was a huge Trump fan, but this was late in October and... To me, it was coming down to what's going to happen with the Supreme Court. Yes. And so my my reason for going to Florida was to get Trump elected so we could get a more conservative Supreme Court with people that would um, toe the line on the con- Constitution. Well, and that has certainly come to fruition with Kavanaugh with and Kavanaugh. Gorsuch. Yeah, and I was... Um, Almost glued to the TV when Kavanaugh was being confirmed. Yeah, that was a tough day in the news. Um, because I, I swear, I'll, I'll just stand by it. When I watch both testimonies, both the Brett Kavanaugh and Christine Blasey Ford, I'm like, it, it seems like they're both kind of telling the truth. It, like, both seem sincere in their testimony, and people can obviously misremember things from the past. Um, I don't think there was, if it was like, say, a court proceeding, there was clearly not evidence to... Right convict Brad of anything, but it's it's a political process. It was a confirmation hearing. I think it was done. I think actually, if there's any grain of truth to what Christine Blasey Ford uh, talked about, the fact that the Senate Democrats, Feinstein in particular, sat on her story till the last minute after everything else has right. been vetted. She turned and, it into a political yeah, issue. Yeah, and which, they kind of used her. Yeah, that was, and that was probably one of the things that convinced me, okay, this is not the this is not the thing that should take him down. So, I, I want to know, though, like, 1980, it's Reagan. What is it about Reagan, what is it about the Republican Party that kind of captured you on a more a, a emotional, passionate side? I mean, there's policies, too, I'm sure, that, that rile you up, but why not a Democrat? I mean, is there just certain things when you think back? You know, the the Republican platform is probably more, it's it's definitely more geared to pro-life issues, yeah. which I'm strongly in favor of, you know, people having, you know, giving children life and not yes. abortion. Yes. Um, but also the, the, you know, independence, people making their own way in the world, um, working for what they get, earning it. Um, that's the way I was. I grew up. That's the way my parents and my grandparents were raised. Um, I, I really don't think that the government should be responsible for people except for those who cannot help themselves. Right. And so many of the people that we're helping now 
are people that could help themselves. They're just they're used to being you know, helped by the government. And in, until we start saying, okay, you can do this on your own, and here's how. And so I'm I'm a proponent of teaching a, a, a person to fish, not giving them a fish dinner. Right. So that to me is probably the bigger thing about why I'm a Republican. Well, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I'm I'm technically a libertarian, but I tend to. I, I can listen to Republicans, I think, more than I can... I can listen to anybody, and I have a conversation with anybody, but there, I will admit that I get more riled up by, say, Bernie Sanders than I do Donald Trump. Well, and now it seems like there's such a vast difference between Democrats and Republicans, and and I was with um, Donald Jenkins the other day, okay. and he was like, well, you don't even hear what I'm saying. I'm thinking, well, I think I am hearing what you're saying. I'm just not agreeing with you. So, I mean, it, it does seem to me like we need to be able to do a better job sitting and listening to each other um, and trying to find common ground. Right. And that is something I feel like I can do. But on the other hand, if your common ground is, you know, taking away my rights and, you know, doing things like murdering babies, yeah. for example, then I have to draw a line there. Well, and I mean, we saw how passionate that issue can be today in the Senate. Boy, howdy. That was, I wasn't down there. I kind of wish I could have been, but yeah, it got was, a lot else going on. The two players that were clearly the one, like it was, I guess, our new Lieutenant Governor Will Ainsworth and it was Singleton, I believe, yeah, was that's the one. That's who I thought. I couldn't tell yeah. for sure who he was, but I mean, honestly, Will Ainsworth rose a lot in my esteem today. Right. Um, I mean, I've met him known him a little bit you know saw him on the campaign trail and did not think he had that in him so i was very impressed well and for folks who don't know what we're talking about uh i believe it's terry collins right it's representative collins bill uh to essentially ban all abortion in the state of alabama it, it, they're saying pretty openly this is meant to right. be a it's test. meant to go straight to the the u.s supreme court and right. so that's why there's you know a complete shutdown on any amendments because if they accept an amendment then it will not do the jo- do the role of taking it to the U.S. Supreme Court. So it passed the House without the amendments. Right. And, and then, then it, it went, went to, to the Senate. Senate committee, got the amendment added. Which was a rape incest, rape and incest. exception. Yeah. And here's the thing, Joey. This happened before you, your time. So Roe versus Wade mm-hmm. was in effect starting in the 70s. It basically says that this thing inside of your body is not a person. And so that it's not a life. There's no human being there. And, of course, in 1972, you know, even back when you and Dodge were born, the ultrasounds and things like that were not near right. as sophisticated as they are now. Right. But now we see as little as six or seven weeks, you can see there's a baby, there's a heartbeat, there's starting to be fingers and toes. Um, there's so much difference in medical you know, ability to determine that is life. And so we feel like we, the people that wrote the legislation, and I'm obviously not one of them, but they feel like it's time for Roe versus Wade to be looked at again from a medical view and say, okay, you know, this is a baby. It's not just a fetus, which is what it's called before. And if there's a baby there, then do we have the right to take that the life of that baby right. at any point in time? And if you say, okay, we're going to do it except for in the case of rape and incest, then you're saying, okay, yes, we have the right to murder that baby, even though you know it's it's a human, just because it has parents that don't like each other. Yeah, and, put and, it mildly, yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, nobody wants that to happen in anyone's life. 
But probably where I would say we need to do a better job is educating young people once they reach the age of sexual maturity where there can be a production of a baby yeah. through whatever you know means that happens, whether it's consensual or rape or incest. If there's something like rape and a girl is able to conceive, then there ought to be education so that she can tell someone and say, I was raped and I need to go to the hospital. Right. And the RU486, I think, comes into play at that point. Right. So, I, but this is uh, this piece of legislation would be this, and you also mentioned the education reform being put forward, you know, backed by the governor and by Del Marsh. Uh, that you would be, this is, if you're in the state house, you win the people's vote and confidence in this special election. These are sorts of things you would support. I know the education bill, we, you got to read it, right? Right. And I haven't read it. Um, and it, I mean, there's a lot of things to come about that. I'm not sure that the state of Alabama, I mean, it's going to be a constitutional amendment. But you just like the a, general idea. In well, I like the general idea of improving education. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I'm. But, you know, I also have a lot of business background. So, actually, when I met with um, one of the leaders in the House, he asked me about what committees I might like to be on and suggested maybe government and economics or something. And I was like, hmm, have to sit in on that one a few, few times. But I've sat in on plenty of education policy, education ways and means, some medical health issues, um, committees. But business is something that I'm pretty familiar with as well, especially Absolutely. small businesses. Well, and you ran the front office for your husband's medical practice. Right. So, I mean, there you go. Um, it's hands-on experience. And we're, we're kind of, we only have about three minutes left here. Oh, and so I don't want to, it <laughs> goes fast. So fast, It does Joey. happen fast. Um, I, before we run out of time, if there are people out there listening, maybe want to help your campaign for the state house, or want to support you, or follow you, how can you they know, do that? You know, somebody told me it was hard to find. It's, I have a website at charlottemeadows.org. Okay. So just you know, all one word: Charlotte, C H A R L O T T E Meadows dot org. Um, and there's a place there they can volunteer to to help the campaign, donate, learn more about it, about me. Um, although we've probably talked as much about me tonight as they might want to know. But there's also the school website is leadacademyal.org. Um, and that's a, they also can donate on the school website. And that's something that um, we are fundraising for our startup expenses. It's going to be about $200,000. We're okay. approaching businesses, but individuals' contributions will be welcome too. I mean, we'd love to do get you know 100 people give us ten dollars each and that would be a show of community support that we would certainly appreciate man that would be fantastic every every little bit helps and i have to say this community never fails to surprise me and how much they give when somebody needs help that's Joey, one thing. last thing i've always said you know there's enough people in montgomery and enough people who care that i don't think we have we should not have needs we should have needs that are met right so amen to that that's, well that's my belief Charlotte, you got a lot going on. Um, it's it's a nice uh, kind of it's serendipitous. It's a nice moment to, right before Mother's Day to get to talk to you like this, considering how close you were to my mom and to you know know me all my life. Changed my diaper as you said before, um, and I mean, but now I I almost forgot. I have to I have to say I want to say that uh, you know I've been working out some. 
I've noticed that yeah. you're looking really sharp and clever and good looking. Oh, well, thank you, thank you. And, and I'm, I'm working at it. I really am. And it's not just, it's somewhat a vanity project, obviously. Uh, but it, it's a discipline thing. It's, can I wake up in the morning? Can I, you know, meet a certain workout, push myself past a certain threshold and enjoy it? And it keeps my mind just as sharp as, I mean, the nice payoff is, you know, your body might look a little better. And that's your mother in you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And no, her influence, I'm finding her influence in all sorts of different corners of my mind. And uh, and what I actually enjoy as I get older, and I'm doing that at Express Fitness 24-7. Oh, good for you. Good for over you. Over on uh, Zelda Road. If, if folks are interested, I mean, I love it, folks. It's a month-to-month thing. You don't have to sign a year-long contract. They'll give you free initial personal training. If you feel like, oh, I don't know what where to begin, what to do. Um, and you get 24-7 access once you become a member paying month-to-month. Um, and there are locations all over the River Region, so check them out and tell them Joey from the Radio sent you Joey if you are interested. Joey from the Radio. Joey from the Radio. 